the good, the bad, and the Boucherian. The good, the bad, and the Boucherian. And folks, you're listening to the good, the bad, and the Boucherian. As a kid, and, and I will not go into detail, I, 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 was, um, I was molested. Um, and and that changed my my worldview, and it's 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 still very 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 difficult to talk about because children don't know what to do with sexual information. Mm-hmm. So I shelved it, and it's part of what I overcompensated for by being smart and by trying to be a conversationalist and by trying to be a a, a good person. And I remember she sat in the chapel and when I saw her, I, I, I was overcome with embarrassment. And this is my own mother. And I took the phone and I went to the lower field and just put dead and ran away from her for hours. It was almost time for the parents to leave and that's when I, I showed face. And when it comes to one of my biggest regrets, that's, that's one of my biggest regrets. And every time I think about that, I feel like calling her and, and telling her I'm sorry and trying to make up for it. I was one of those students who used to cut. Um, so there's a peppy that everyone sees and then there's this other side that people, a lot of people don't get to experience. And I tried I tried um, coming to suicide in the, in the school severally. And one time I walked out of a CRE paper at night when we were in, um, in Form 3. And I went to the hall um, and climbed up uh, the, the side things for the curtains mm-hmm. um, on stage and, and, and put the, uh, the camera around my neck and, and dangled. It's your boy, Billy Bakati, with another episode. Hope you guys are keeping well, keeping safe amidst the pandemic and things are going well on your side. And today in studio is the man, the myth, the legend. For the first time, I let the guest introduce himself. As he says, he's a little man. So let him add the oomph, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Purpose of setting goals is to win uh, a game. The purpose of setting Uh systems is to continue playing the game. Atomic habits. That, that feels like atomic habits. Then I should it read the atomic habits. It is. I need to read the book. <laughs> do please do. <laughs> I need. I need to read Billy. I'm, it's I'm my current read. read. <laughs> I'm not a reader. Please send me. Send me. Send me. Send me a thing. But you know, my name is Casmel, a multi-hyphenate musician, composer, and music educator. I love children, and I love my whole philosophy of education summarized into. Giving a reason, giving children a reason to care. When they first see you, is it last year when you, or is it this year? Because this year seems so long. When you are now actively an activist on the ground, has that always been an aspect of your personality? Because I was like, wow, I've only seen you in playing music. Then I was like, the duality of life, you know, how a human is very dynamic. And I'd love to see you out there. So tell us a bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> um well I, I don't i don't even think it's um it's 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 a duality 
thing. I think music itself, my life, uh, and even uh, as a Christian, because that's where I, I, I think I would, I would, I draw my values from. That's what governs me uh, most of the times. Um, uh, even Christianity itself is 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 acts of activism. Um, that's what Christ was like, and um, and even my music, even music really is just it's it's a at its core so i wouldn't necessarily say that uh, it's a different person i just had to do something um the story of how we got there is 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 interesting it wasn't a time of courage for me it was a time of immense fear uh when the cafe was declared i was at a friend's wedding and i knew uh, bands that hadn't played for a year and these people got gigs um they got gigs and they were gonna play on that friday and then the country was locked and my my father who um who's uh was a hawker he couldn't walk around selling his fruit and my brother who's in camp was trapped in the other side of town or of the country in the coast and the saddest bit is a pianist who uh, died by suicide and if you have a conscience, that cannot sit very well with you. Mm-hmm. So um, at first, it was it was discussions, and musicians were talking in groups, and they were talking about how we need to do something and how we need to do this and that. And it was always just conversation. And I was like, if we want to do something, can we actually do something? And then somehow the chat went to the strike direction or a demonstration. And uh, since I've been a student leader and I've kind of been in, uh, in some of these things, the ideas I was giving sounded like they made sense. So someone formed a group, I think on a Sunday or something. And uh, they added me to it and they thought uh, my ideas were revolutionary. At the time, I didn't. I was just having, we were just having a conversation on WhatsApp in a group. It's a normal thing. I didn't want to, I, I wouldn't believe that on a Wednesday, I think it was on a Wednesday, we would be on the street. I would be leading people on the streets. Um, so I even skived a fast meeting. And this guy texts me and, and he tells me, and I honestly, at the time, didn't have time for new meetings because I was trying to figure out how I was gonna, how how work was gonna go uh, in the field as a performer and as an educator. That called for a lot of uncertainty and also, um, in the economic sense, a lot of people were not spending, and so that that quite that was quite something. So mm-hmm. I remember getting to my house and asking myself, now what happens, and then. I think after half an hour, I realized I had a finance degree that I could always fall back to. So, yeah, that gives me some sort of hope. Uh, so on Wednesday morning, guys, guys planned for, for the thing. I think it was on Tuesday, and guys said it was 8, 8 a.m. So my plan was to go, since this guy had called me a coward, and I don't like it when people do that, my plan was to go and see if guys actually showed up at that time, then leave because Kenyans are not punctual. Um so I, I get to I get to Nation Center at like 8.30. I see a small group, guys with placards. And I was like, uh, shucks, it's happening. So uh, they didn't seem so loud. So I started uh, I started leading them in, in a few songs. Um, yes, and, and then uh, suddenly I was in front of the group. And the, the, I think 
we also did a, a good job informing the media, the people who were in charge that front of making a buzz of it. And and then now I remembered the real reason um, why I was I was I wasn't happy with what was happening in the in the country. And I was very passionate about it when speaking and I it was unrehearsed, unexpected, and it was just coming from a pain a point of pain. Honesty. Uh, so as much as people think that was uh, like a an act of bravery or courage at that point i was very afraid and i was very mad and sad it, it actually is nothing at the time maybe in retrospect but as we as it was then that wasn't what i saw so that and my music um i, I was doing this for myself for my family and for the families of several waitresses, several hotel workers, and people who just work in these industries where no one seemingly would speak for. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that blew up. We did a few TV interviews, radio shows, mm, but I feel like people got it wrong. Um, and mm -hmm. now eventually the country is open, so I'm happy. I, but I think like a, a week later, uh, something happened. They eased the restriction on uh, on travel. And then eventually the the time one, and then now with the curfew is no longer there, which is something to be excited for. So, what exactly were you afraid of at the time? Uh, you know, it's it's hard seeing what we've seen and what we've seen happen to activists. And I wasn't even sure I was an activist at the time. I don't consider it's not how I describe myself. I'm just a human being. So, um, seeing what happens uh, when you Right. And with the policemen approaching, and you, you're not—they're not there to protect you, you know. Um, and they dispersing. That I was just afraid something would happen, and if not to me, to the people that we were with, because it's just—it it, there's a lot. I also wasn't sure what my clients would think. I wasn't—I wasn't sure what any potential interaction of mine or perspective would would think but i was i was certain that i was tired of injustice so it's that's why i'm telling you i didn't go there um knowing very well that i was a freedom fighter i was knowing that i'm gonna do this whether i'm afraid i'm gonna do this whether i'm sad i'm mad whether i have backing or anything um i'm just gonna do this mm -hmm. yeah I was also, especially the cops, because I've had uh, not very friendly encounters with them and realizing how helpless you can be. In this country, just be anything but poor. Just, you can be anything. <laughs> Please don't be poor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that sounds so comical. I know you're saying it from a point of so much honesty. <laughs> and now, tell us, did, did yeah. that affect any of your clientele? Did anyone come and say, ah, I don't think you can continue being my kid's educator. I think this is where we part with. Or has life been good ever since? Well, I think many of them understood it differently. And mm -hmm. uh, and they appreciated it. So it wasn't a big deal as I thought it would be. I would get into trouble because I've taught in some institutions. Um, and uh, 
and some some of my colleagues uh, or some of you know, my employers were like yeah i've seen this clip of you somewhere and i thought oh man here goes the job but they were like no that's not uh, it's not a, it's not a bad thing Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the people who actually called me, there's people. I, I got a few threats, um, and there's people who called and told me stuff like, um, "You know, you won't be missed if you were to go away." And I was told that I was banned from certain places, and I was just like, "Oh, that's fine." Um, the people that I love and care about uh, saw it for what it was. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful. I'm really, really, really grateful to face any um, what's it any backlash i haven't of mm. course kids kids have ah, sir, we saw you on tv you are lifting papers and you are shouting and you are dancing and i'm just like yeah that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah on that point now tell us the story of the boy tell us the story of little Casmo from when he was a young little boy to his beloved parents to now here he is well uh, I hope we get a deal, yeah? I can mm-hmm. biography twice, man. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, I'm one of those people who, I, I don't know. It's it's uh, like I'm an urban kid. I was born in Nai. I was born at the Mata. Uh, we were living, my, my folks were rich at the time for themselves. Hey. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and I would say that, and I see this because there's this could be very long because I've had very many thoughts considering the way families, the way you view your parents is not the same way your siblings view your parents. Each and every of your siblings have has a different version of your parents, and that's mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. a whole train. That there's a way it could that could be a whole conversation. Mm-hmm. When when they were doing fairly well, things. My dad lost his job, and I saw what court processes do, and uh, we moved to a tin house uh, somewhere in Karen. So you see, you're living in Karen. A cool bus drops you in Karen, but you're living in a tin house. You, I mean, it's Karen, and everyone thinks, oh, you know, but it's in a mm-hmm. tin house. And we lived close to the then governor of the central bank, uh, and. Um, of people a lot of wealthy people but we weren't i remember a lot of of my memories is in that tin shack i was even thinking of going to buy it um it's it's yes so we moved there and of course my the the folks are not doing all too well but um i was always an optimist uh, I'm, I'm, i've always been i always believe everything's gonna be okay and uh and so i was a very peppy kid and there's a lot noticed um i i never i never thought poverty was a thing because mm-hmm. it just hits me my dad once told me he was i think trying to bring to memory that i have suffered and i i, I never but i never thought i suffered and, and he was like you know you'd come back to do homework on your laps on like a broken wardrobe door and to me that's that's what i thought normal looked like because you know mm-hmm. our neighbors so you, you never had to keep up with the joneses so mm-hmm. if you were outside, we were just playing. If we were inside, whatever you guys do, and then we come out the next day, we we face a day. So um, yeah, so growing up, uh, I think I compensated for um, for a lot of things um, by being smart. 
Mm-hmm. So I did very well in my education, and um, I got, I got, I, I went from nursery. Those guys said, "Take him to class one. He doesn't need to do those preschool things." So, <laughs> uh-huh. even at, I, I was, I was disadvantaged in the sense that I was always studying with people who were two, two, two than I was, or two years really. Yeah. So, um, so that and that's how it's, um thought of myself as 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 two to three years older than I actually am. So even the people I hang out with the most are within that because that those are the people I feel I can relate with. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and and there's a lot there's a lot that um there's a lot that happened um uh, in my childhood and I would I would break it down as um um into like I could say spiritually um and emotionally and physically um, and I know that maybe you invited me in this show to this show as a as a musician, and I'm not Did I? enough <laughs> enough of mm-hmm. that. No, maybe, let maybe me tell what... you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. <laughs> Everyone who's interviewed you has touched on that aspect, and so yeah. I have to bring something different to the table. I mean, hopefully. I mean... hopefully. <laughs> so this is the different. This is the side of Casmo that we don't see that we don't hear about. So let's leave the music aside for now. Yeah, because all <laughs> the music, the music doesn't show up until until Bush. Ah, oh, great! Yeah. So continue yeah. the story till so, we get um, there. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, spirit, I, I grew up um, in, and and that this is why I believe I strongly believe in the family unit. Um, we used to. My father wasn't, I believe, as much, and I think he, he used to feel we used to he used to be of a different um, religious persuasion from my mother. My mother was just a consistent Adventist, and over the years, all of us became Adventists, uh, even including my father, who's now become a devout. Um, mm-hmm. There was that grounding, but there was also searching because um, you weren't raised on, and also like education, the way the gospel was presented to us as children, uh, depended on depended on a lot of factors. So as long as we prayed and we read the Bible together, that was enough. So of course, there was a lot of confusion. Um, and I had to chart my own path. And at at some at a point, I um and and, and I say this um uh, meaning no offense at all, and going ahead to sound like at some point I I, I really really um, enjoyed uh, 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 Dr. Orr's um, uh, teachings and all that because he his 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 services on Jesus when my folks bought a radio a couple of years um into my primary life they, they had this music and it sounded it sounded as if there was an end that was very imminent and that kind of stuff excited me um, it got me really scared and i would walk around with a bible and of course uh, stumbling out the spiritual thing um and um physically um uh, yeah i was a very playful kid um, sporty um and i was always and I, and I was small so I was always fitting into crevices and going to fetch balls through um fences we were always getting to some sort of mischief mm-hmm. um and and I think the thing that defined me the most is uh incidences um as a kid and and I will not go into detail I I I I was um I was molested um and and that changed my my world view and it's 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 
still very, very, very difficult to talk about because children don't know what to do with sexual information. Mm-hmm. So I shelved it and it's part of what I overcompensated for by being smart and by trying to be a conversationalist and by trying to be a, a, a good person. Um, and so that changed, it changed my my worldview. And uh, and for so my, my childhood, as, as much as I, I was very playful and peppy, I did not participate in, in boyish activities. I didn't play soccer. I didn't, like I was, I was always, I, it felt safer uh, doing the, the 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 stuff that the girls did it looked more harmless and um and of course um, if i in my mind i thought that girls wouldn't do um uh, such uh, such a thing uh, and sorry this this was just unexpected but um no pressure bro no pressure what's it? um it, so moving forward and i'm just glossing over this uh, uh that so that stayed with me, and um, and of course, so my my sexual curiosity is 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 very 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 early in life, and um, and but it stays because I do not know what to do with it, and uh, yes, so life just happens, and then this this other time now I was church, which is 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 an unfortunate thing, uh, but this guy we were throwing those kai apples to Nazitanga Kayafa. And we were mm-hmm. trying to see what threw them at first, and then um, I happened to throw one really far, and it someone's shirt. They were wearing a white shirt, and then that yellow thing just uh, just knee on the shirt, and everyone ran away. But then I was just like, ah, no, I'm just gonna face this as a man, and I'll say I'm sorry because it's a proper thing to do, and then I'll go. Uh, but then uh, this guy just decided to make life uh, just hell for me for weeks on end and i and i and i hoped that we would switch churches or go away from there because he would just go on and do on and beat me and do things and I, the thing i remember more both the churches sometimes back then urinals were a fairly new thing and this one was clogged so it was one of those things you're playing hop step and jump dirtier than a, um, than a that's been not that's not maintained and it was flooding with urine and this guy just it catches me and i was just from taking a piss and he was just coming in he was like good job and i froze and he's like uh, just uh, go down on your knees and and i'm under kupiga and i remember i didn't want to be beaten so i was just like i went down and i dipped my tongue and i i cunyed the thing and that just took away my sense of disgust. Nothing disgusts me really in life right now, because that went as a as a toy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so with all those things, um, I decided education felt safe, and I would say I lived a lot of my life in vulnerability, and in in in, in some sort of effeminate manner, but. That was um, I compensated for that because I read a lot and I knew. Um, I think I was very aware that there's a possibility that you might end up being what is called a sissy. So I was very, very deliberate on ensuring that I keep my masculine frame. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 
so so um and I, I'm, I'm one of the privileged ones i i would say because there's a lot of people and we saw them in high school and they went through a lot of shit i'm sorry uh, for an s-bomb um it, it and and they were just roasted and they just life was just hell for for anyone who was um exhibit exhibited any sort of feminacy and so since i was aware of it uh much much earlier like a like a in class class three class four i knew that there was a risk of this and you i constantly needed to be um to be aware and of course i'm, I'm very grateful um because my father gave this uh, he was he was a very uh, important father a male figure that i could i could emulate so and and that's why i'm like the family unit is very important because um, mm-hmm. so i'm I'm just trying to imagine these people who've not had the privilege to to see how to, how how you act, how to be, and uh, I've lost my train of thought because this is just um, it was very very hard to talk about. Um, yeah, but by and large, I um, was a very happy child, and uh, there was always um, I I always felt like life was an adventure. So mm-hmm. while I might have been a very disturbed child without anyone knowing, because I was always outgoing and I knew it all. But deep down, there was a lot of questions that I started having very, very early that I think um, kind of, sorry, uh, kind of um, defined the, and continue to define the man that I am with that. And I did very well. I went to prim- various primary schools, affected, of course, by the also by the post-election violence and mm-hmm. seeing life threats. We moved to Nakuru. And then your folks would wake up and received a text. Uh, they've been told the monkey are coming at 3 a.m. So all lose should be whatever. So just that panic and moving and we moved to Nakuru. And then it happened. Then we moved. Um, we moved from uh, Nakuru to Raven when things got really, really bad um, to a friend of ours. Uh, and to a friend of my mom's and at that time also tribalism was a thing and my mom also lost her job um then after that things got bad and then we went to magadi and then of course i i still went back for my studies at carola and then from that's when i was admitted to bush Mm -hmm. and now i was i had a, a, a good idea music always excited me but i never had the chance to 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 make it or to participate in its making because maybe I was too young uh, or but as a child I really enjoyed choir so uh, mimicking what the conductor would do so I was very happy so don't wonder I I end up getting that conducting role for founding a big band and, um, and various mm-hmm. ensembles mm-hmm. that I end up conducting yeah so, yes uh, then I I got to Bush eventually and. Uh, and Bush is is also a very a very um, heavy topic for me because also Bush needs to be defined to be I'll define it uh, in 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 sections as well because when I gained admission and um, <laughs> story how I came to I, I I thought I would go to Maseno School that's the school I know because it had a cool nickname it's called Mace but then this one time uh, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, guys came to guys came to Magadi Soda from anything uh, Nairobi Church. Um, they came from a guy who 
was uh, one of the teaching Bush's son. I came to later realize, and and he was he was a crook, and he was talking about Siji how a cops would snap at him and tell him to pick. I want to be among the number. So um, so that's how I ended up. You no, know, I, I said I I never knew knew the name Bush before I knew what school it was. So I always knew I wanted to. If anyone asked me, I was like, "Me not talking Bush. Bush new happy. Audrey Bush new happy. Come on." Then, <laughs> How? Of course, no. Uh, someone figured it out for me, and Bush at the Alliance High School. And um, my selection, I only chose one school. Just wrote the Alliance High School, and I'd never filled out any other school because I knew I was going to go to the Alliance High School. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. that course school of course because teachers were like oh this is pride you should try don't try it at school difficult to get into uh right other schools fill out this provincial slots the district slot and i was like i am going to the alliance high school you did us only wrote that dead us i did Uh i I got into Uh trouble um but (laughs) in admission (laughs) to bush Um, when i got to bush you realize that uh it's a beautiful school um, but then it's, 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 it's a collection of the finest, most brilliant men, brilliant young boys you're ever going to meet. How many of you are number one? All hands up. How many of you are number one in the county? Half the hands. Number one in the top 10 in the country, top 100 in the country. Many of you are head boys. Mm-hmm. Prefects everything. <laughs> <laughs> My life always... <laughs> <laughs> always, always wanting to mean something to people. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't smart and if I wasn't outgoing, I think I would have suffered the fate that people suffer. Um, being ignored, being uh, missing out on opportunities. But, but I missed out on them, but I, like I took it in stride. I faked, I lied to people that I was the entertainment uh, captain. Um, and this came from what... Um, Kanye and I had a thing, and when, once I once I heard Kanye West's songs, I was just like, I want to be like that. And mm-hmm. and eventually uh, coming to see who Kanye really many years later, and thinking, I totally now understand why I wanted guy even before knowing what he was. That guy, his his brilliant um, genius. Mm-hmm. He 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 is, and uh, and of course I talked about about that on my engaged talk. So I wouldn't I wouldn't. So I get to school and um, and it's beautiful, but the first called poverty. It's it becomes apparent that we are not in the same finale because we had to buy stuff in Gikomba or City Stadium, just close to Country Bus, to go and look for a box. We couldn't afford the, so my mom had to find. We had to find a tailor to Shona. A material that was close. I was one of those guys who joined with a uniform that's almost close, mm-hmm. and uh, and a box just with barely with supplies. And and when they came, I I felt ashamed of my parents. It's the first time. It's the first time I got ashamed of my parents, um, because at one time, just going back as a kid. I wasn't. I was very happy about our tin house, and uh, this one time the school bus was the school bus. Was, I got a. I think I got a scholarship when I was a kid because I was I was kind of smart. So this, 
lady said uh, we are silly fees so that's that explains the school bus in the, in the tin house um and i told my teachers ah you know teacher unaona ile nyumba ndogo pale ile ya mabati ya color blue hiyo ndio nyumba yetu and i was day for it and i didn't understand why was i being beaten for showing someone my house someone that i think uh, if you care for me actually you should at least know where i live but now fast forward in bush now i i was ashamed because guys were being dropped in cuz had good looking uniform and and i didn't but i didn't pay a lot of mind to it but i was staying there and not to discredit the institution in any way um because these are realizations that i had i i was own with all the amazing opportunities that it had the scholarships um uh, the sponsorships uh, that were there i don't know if during your time this but every assembly they would all isuza wants to sponsor equity wants the barclays kcb master like all these organizations wanted to sponsor students but i never went for any of those despite the fact that i was really really smart in form 1 still um i didn't want to be perceived as poor mm-hmm. and um and so to keep the frame i did everything that every something when my when my time is is almost because i know i don't know um every time i could i'd think about about this and i would see how many people were you were in cube in, in my cube uh, with guys who were being given five at the beginning of the time and they already had shopping done and me i had 15 sock and shopped in that 15 sock and i had to have it as pocket money for the term well this person knew that i have a, have a midterm i'm i'm going to get uh, an extra amount and an exit and was, you know and an exit and i was just like ah so <laughs> it was it was <laughs> it's the first time now you realize uh, so i realized that and uh, but now i exactly now about overcompensation so i became a good conversationalist i joined all these clubs all the things that people used to say about looking cool i did all of those and also it's a place where i realized that uh, i wasn't conventionally beautiful and i was sharing this with a friend of mine um yesterday night i was telling her that uh, i have reached a point and this maybe happened 2 or 3 years ago where being as beautiful and i see human as as much as long as i can empathize with you um you're no different from what is conventional is conventionally deemed beautiful so mm-hmm. uh, and and i really really love my life where everyone is just beautiful physically and even mentally um but back then it was a big deal to be attractive physically and that meant you were kind of light but you were tall and you were muscular and you wore nice trousers and I was neither I was I was a short boy with big eyes and a crooked smile and I was really really dark so nation if you ask me and I was a form one the opposite generally hates younger men and you we figured this out with time because and this is to, to any young man who's watching any young king who's feeling you know ah mazee I, I I no don't worry it's not you younger men are hated you realize that as you grow older it becomes slightly easier for you to get um, to get the attention of of the fairer sex mm-hmm. and i do not know what to pick that on but 
for me, it's become much, much easier uh, as, as I age. And the girls who used to reject us because they were dating uh, a focused second year in Kenyatta University or University of Nairobi. <laughs> and uh, the second year boyfriend was, was mature and, <laughs> and focused. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we, like, it's, 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 it's much easier. So um, I wish I knew that I would, I would just efforts in, in studying but I, I, we have figured out that i wasn't conventionally attractive so i had to i had to be everything else that would make up for it and i sacrificed my studies um so i had a great social experience and a terrible academic experience and then eventually an even worse uh, social experience because now uh, it really got to me um and this one time my mother came to visit me and he, and she had a, a box of bananas of sweet bananas she came with from whatever she came from from Kisumu and came to visit me with bananas. and um, at the time she was using which had been bought by by this amazing, amazing lovely lady uh, called Maria Goretti Maria Goretti was lived in the insider she's a girl who was uh, always the hottest throughout throughout her years in, in, in high school and and we 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 had a fr- we were friends, just legit friends, brother sister type of situation. But everyone thought uh, that I had sliced some fourth form, fourth former, <laughs> and so I like that just increased my street creds. And I constantly, and the more I denied it, the more people thought I was downplaying it. And now the more like I kind of became famous. Sorry, mm-hmm. Maria. <laughs> Maria. Maria loved me, and I loved her, and I still do. And we, we, I'm so happy our friendship continues. But she bought me my phone, first phone. It was an iDeus back then. It was those uh, a pink, nice pink iDeus. And she bought me a guitar. And she'd visit us. She'd visit me. Just look at how, and uh, this is not helping. She'd weekends um, and, and bring, bring us KFC and Sprite. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, imagine, like, when Chox is on a break and Bush is still in school, Maria would come through. And even after school, she'd come through. And so, oh man, she she also now, but she she opened my my eyes to a different world, to kindness, to to their existing good people. And um, so back to my mother. So my mom comes to school and the phone that Maria bought me is a phone, the only nice phone that was in the house. So that's the one she carried and that's the one she was using when I was in school. And I remember she sat in the chapel and when I saw her, I, I, I was overcome with embarrassment. And this is my own mother. And I took the phone and I went to the lower field and just potted and ran away from her for hours. It was almost time for the parents to leave and that's when I, I showed faith. And when it comes to one of my biggest regrets, that's, that's one of my biggest regrets and every time I think about that I feel like calling her and and telling her I'm sorry and trying to make up for it and that's why at some point I said in this country you can be anything but please don't be poor because poverty robs you of dignity mm-hmm. it uh, is nothing there's no dignity um, in, in poverty and it, it lessons that are as clear and as sharp as a mountain brook they're just mm-hmm. It's it's something else, but but anyways, um, so socially in the stratification that I realized that I was desirable, so it's 
overcompensation and it got to the point where I just, I mean, I wanted to, I was one of those kids who would sell their souls to the devil. And, um, and every night I would pray, come and whatever it was. Always that phase of, of atheism or Satanism and rock mm-hmm. and roll. I think you guys went to Bush when, when things had died down. XFM wasn't even a station. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. We'd wake up to listen to metal and, and all those things and, and hoping that, you know, told that Satan gave you wealth. And if you became a free man, you know, you or Illuminati, mm-hmm. you you get money. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there was that. And uh, and of course, uh, so my my studies had to give way, and I plunged into music because I uh, I got finally got the freedom to to compose and to express myself musically. But also, it, it was just difficult to be accepted. I wasn't one of the students. I wasn't what the teachers would prefer um, personality. But uh, yeah, so that I know I'm conflating. Um, I'm just trying to highlight whatever it is I have. And there's a t- also now when I didn't know what that was, but I was really, really struggling socially and I had very many identity questions. And uh, I, I got very depressed in the school. And I remember going back home one time and saying, I don't want to be in the school anymore. And everyone was wondering, why would you want to leave the Alliance High School? And I was like, it's something about the prefects. It's something about the the school i'll just go on and on and on but um i remember i got depressed while in school and i was very suicidal and i'd take dividers i would i was one of those students who used to cut um so there's a peppy that everyone sees and then there's this other side that people a lot of people don't get to experience and i tried i tried um coming to suicide in the in the school severally and one time i walked out of a cre paper at night when we were in um in form three I went to the hall um, and climbed up uh, the the side things for the curtains mm-hmm. um, on stage and, and, and put the, uh, the kamba around my neck and, and dangled and I've had a bad fall and, and I woke up and um, and I was I was just in pain and I was like so I didn't die so I'm just like oh, another couple another day of living Ugh. And and I used to get into trouble sometimes, false accusations. Or Sidri get in trouble at a cross or whatever. Sidri, I was in the house committee. We've coolered food money for, for social. guys and socials, and we've taken mm-hmm. it to our girlfriends. At, no, at, we took Sidri five liters of juice and ninety five sandwiches to our girlfriends. I was like, what hey. is elephant you were dating then? <laughs> and I'm just like, it wouldn't. But I got into trouble with that gay. And uh, and this, I was always in in some sort of of, of but um, uh, yeah. So that, and coupled with, it became a very difficult place for me mentally. And at the time, I was also a terrible, terrible sleepwalker. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the worst one of the worst things to ever happen to me in public. It used to happen to me as a child. And it was so bad even at home that my parents thought I was possessed or something. But even this one time, I I, I got into 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 trouble because I I, I I I was asleep, and then I think on walking back I missed my cube and I went to someone's bed. So someone comes back to dorms and finds me in there, and 
um, I think they understood because they told me that they had to wake me up and I was talking nonsense and blah, 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 blah. And they understood. But I was so afraid. I was like, what the actual hell? And I can't control this. So there was a lot um, to deal with mentally. And uh, I'm, I'm skirting uh, over. I choose to... to um, I choose to, that's how far I choose to remember of Bush. Um, it still needs a lot of processing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, I think it's a, uh, the, the most grateful about for that. It's a place where I ask i got to develop problem statements incomplete at the time uh and some still incomplete till now but most of them uh are fair structured mental questions and ideologies of life it, mm-hmm. it it is that that happened and um I, for the experience i had at the alliance high school and and this could go on it's barely the surface but um bush was a it was a bittersweet uh, experience, mostly sweet, but um, yeah, it is what it is. And you said being younger, you weren't playing the football, the basketball that all the boys would play. So how was that like for yeah. you entering such a school where if you didn't fit into that frame or if we had an episode yeah. where we were talking about, with some of the guests and we were talking about how even the boys who are too clean, the boys would bathe every day would be seen differently. You know, such yeah. things. So for you, your masculine frame at that point, how did you, how are you able to navigate that now that you aren't playing the sports that everyone else would want to play? Because for one, I remember all of us wanted to do soccer in first yeah. time or whatnot. Yeah. So for you, how was that like? Um, and two, I, I, sorry. Uh-huh. And two, and two, um, now with your mental health, I have had several episodes as well on mental health and a lot of them have talked about having a good support system what not so for you is that something you didn't find in alliance high school is that something you didn't find amongst your peers and yeah so um just to to answer your first i i made a very deliberate effort <clears throat> i've never been very keen to play soccer because i thought it was uh, it was tiresome and I somehow not get this ball to move to the direction i envision in my so the ball comes will kick it um, in faith, in good faith, and hopefully skill. Hoping it goes right, then the, the thing goes left. And I'm just like, what? So I, I, so I just I gave up on it. And um, uh, so I, I played rugby in, in first time, in second time, second or third time. But then uh, the day I left the rugby pitch is we were in a scrum and guys were going for, um, for this funky rugby funky in changes called some mm-hmm. I forgot Fly- yeah. is it flabbies yeah. I'm, I'm not sure whatever it is um and then uh we were in a scrum this guy who was really big massive ah yeah 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 mm-hmm. sorry i will not do this again i'm not um and of course um <laughs> then I, I i went i, I went deep into music and you see as a musician um you got away with a lot of things because piano takes a lot of time and i was playing everything so as a, as a drum major in form one as a, um, i learned taught myself how to play piano and also like le- gleaned a lot 
went before me um, and people who are better exposed. Um, and yeah, so music. And then I was a swimmer. I was a swimmer. I swam for, I swam for the school. We got a, a couple of medals um, when Lashan was, uh, was a captain. We went to we went for nationals. I, mm. I was so passionate about I was so passionate about swimming and uh, and yes, I was a swimmer. I was in drama club. I was in music uh, in fests. So I was in everything. So it was hard find me. So I I thrived. I was mm. I, I was an alpha in in some respect because um, I was everywhere and I was dominating. Apart from the books, which um, <laughs> I was I was smart in things like like English and music and um history and like the arts and and, and language well but something happened to something happened to math i had start, i started understanding physics in form from four I, I, I came in and and newton of course um so also i think maybe it's just an approach issue um so that's how that's how i made it maintain a masculine frame i i, I could because i also I, I, since i threw i, I I did quite well. Uh, I got to lead the pack, so you kind of set standards. So Plus if your honey apex, was visiting you every now and then. Ah, so how could my, you not my, try? My sister, my sister, my <laughs> or sister. Your sweetheart, or, sweetheart or sister. Or sister. I, <laughs> Listen, as I you love her. I, <laughs> I love her to bits right now. Still, still do love her. Uh, and she's an epic violinist and musician. But um, yeah. And plus, uh, let's not even talk about the ladies. We sat down with Njogu. Njogu, a good friend of mine, and we wrote down the list of, of ladies we were dating. That was in Form 2. I was in Wilberforce, so I was a crook. So um, that's also how I even got to keep a frame, because I was with like crooks. I used to live with, with just best of the worst in the school. So, I mean, you learn a few things. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway list i don't think there's anyone i didn't date in in high school and that's why i'm like eventually I developed a theory don't so much go for the looks as much as whatever it is that they they go for it's either that or i've just been a lucky bastard or whatever looks is to you <laughs> whatever it is yeah so there was that and then um so mental health thing i had a friend um my my best friend um and big brother He's called Leroy. Leroy helped me navigate a lot of uh, of high school, and he exposed me. He 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 knew a lot of music, and he he helped me with that, and he gave me pointers on what to listen to, and uh, and he 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 just loved me. He he became my bigger brother. He watched over me. He took me to, the, to his place for midterm times when I couldn't go to Kisumu. Um, so and he taught me how to play piano as well and uh so a lot of a lot of it he even gave me he's the one who handed over the organist's post to me uh, yeah so like it was it was just a friendship that i'm absolutely absolutely grateful for it it kept me grounded uh so as mm -hmm. much as i did not i might not have turned out as well as he did in in the setting of but in in life uh and we and the friendship grows. He actually plays piano uh, in my big band, um, and we're friends to date. Um, if, so even after after form four, uh, we reconnected. Uh, years that I wasn't in Bush, we reconnected, and and we just keep on going about life uh, as 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 we did in high school. So, so are you telling that, me to that, be your friend? I need to learn an instrument because all your friends well, you mentioned are doing instruments. So is that what well, you're telling me? 
not really. Uh, in show, birds of a feather. Birds of a feather. Birds of a feather. I mean, you could, you could be, you could be my friend. Uh huh. I mean, uh, we'll talk to management after. after okay, sour. After this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, in a in a mental health sense, uh, a lot of I I think people wouldn't know because I was everywhere. You know. Mm-hmm. And I was almost always setting the trend. And I, I'm not saying that I was a saint. I wasn't entirely the victim. Some of it, even I would, I would poke fun at people's Um, which is something I deeply regret because I, 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 I didn't know better. I wish I knew better. But since I was always uh, like cool, uh, it, it was hard for anyone to think that, you know, they're mm-hmm. going through something. Mm-hmm. Only one mm-hmm. guy who asked, "Why do you have uh, the word suicide on your left arm?" And I didn't answer him, and that was just it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so a lot of people didn't didn't quite know. Even Leroy, um, so the way the friendship was tailored is there was no room for sadness. Mm-hmm. If or if like there was no room for um and I'm not saying that we were just always happy. It was just that we were having a human experience. So when we were happy, we were just happy. And when we were sad, we were sad. And when life was hard, life was just hard. So it wasn't mm-hmm. tailored in the sense that I had time to wallow in uh in to wallow in my thoughts when when we were around each other and making music and composing and him being awesome and trying to get nice watches. Like mm-hmm. it, it was just a human experience, so there was that, mm-hmm. and there was also like, eh, so I had a very multi-faceted life in Bush. I was, I think, I was one of the most dynamic Bushians. Mm-hmm. Still are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did, I did, I did, I did everything in Bush. I got into all sorts of trouble, like all. I, I even sl- spent nights at the school cell. Are you serious? I kid you not. How? I spent- well, I, I spent days in the farm, almost went to spend days in the Akroshian farm. I, I I dined with the principal. I He noticed me and he acknowledged me and he um, uh, but like and, and that's how I, I, I've noticed I live life. I live life um, fully in, in, mm-hmm. in a sense that always an intense time and I, I i do not shy away from it that's just how it is it's not it's not a deliberate thing i just get to points where i'm just like ah that was great so when i would get mm-hmm. into trouble i'd really get into trouble and when i would do bush proud i would really really do really? bush uh-huh uh-huh it's yeah. going bigger going home for you yeah always think... always has been uh-huh sorry and i don't think you've explained to the listeners no, no, what the organi- organist is because uh, the organist is not a small thing. Oh, Please explain to them. Please, of all your talents, explain oh, to them about the, the organist. organist. The organist. Um, I had a vision of of what I wanted it to be, and I knew this was the senior most commoner in the school. So it was the only other person who was not wearing a different colored tie that had the privilege of privileges of a prefect. So I said. After this image, and when when Leroy handed over, Leroy was a very chill, Leroy, and still is a very 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 um, 
chill guy and he's one of the toughest guys i've ever met a guy he can he can beat you to a pulp he's a an amazingly like a brilliant martial artist mm-hmm. he wouldn't hurt a fly at all never once did he get into a fight despite a lot of people provoking him through his four years of high school never once used it on anyone he was just couldn't hurt a fly the guys are Taliban out here but the people who are real ones uh, they don't they don't show it one bit so mm-hmm. but i i like i was i had very grandiose plans for the post so got handed over to i had a lot of inform, especially since inform one i was i was a milk boy and i was in committees i was in chapel com i was i was always interacting with the pentagon somehow uh, so i made a pact with the outgoing um deputy school captain um so every time sometimes when from three cops would be summoned i would be summoned as well mm-hmm. so when when karaus would see that this jama is amongst us it uh, blew up the thing and i was also i had i had the gift of the gab so i i also ongeza chumvi since i was privy to also a few of the things that happened to cops so i was just like ah you know yeah this this happened oh, nini. so when they talk about it i'll be like oh yeah i know uh and since i was to every prep room so i i just made the post a different thing i got a different shade of blue tie for it you're the um, one who did that yes i'm the one who the darker blue that. yes the dark i'm the one who got hey. that tie It's it was illegal first. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. it was illegal at first, but I fought for it. I, and and I so I didn't decide to fight for it. I decided to make it now. The day I made it official was the day I was uh, in need because I was summoned by the DSC. So mm-hmm. no one knows how that conversation went, but it was just a social call uh, and I introduced the tie. And so uh, so guys, they are going to see any amateur home drama. They are so nice. was one of those PCR guys I would go like I I there was no limits that mm-hmm. I got the tie and uh of course uh, uh, uh the people who had come before us had gotten some nice badges um but also yeah so getting that small those like a small small shield one that we also had I was trying to introduce before things went out but yeah getting the tie and getting now the privileges of going behind counter those silly things or those little mm-hmm. joys to be honest the little joys of life um and i just ensured that it, that post everything that i could and was uh, the dining uh, dining he was he was very likely going to be the dining hall captain so we were making deals way before i was cushioning that post i just ensured mm. <laughs> yeah so when i would play jubilate or I'd play whatever it is i would play on the organ and so guys knew ah this is a this is uh this is this post is quite something yeah of course so we've mm-hmm. revolutionized the thing try to ensure we ate with the principal as often as we could um just those little parks used to have in bush besides being a uh, the music director um the old just had uh, quite a couple of privileges so it was it was it's a big post it's it's an adorable post every organist ends up being something in music Mhm. Yeah, I think if the listeners should actually go google what yes. the organ is. I don't think I've ever seen another organ apart from the one I saw in Bush. Yeah. There's Have one I? at the Olsen's Cathedral. 
be beautiful. Uh, you could, mm -hmm. you should check it out sometime. You could pass. I should. Yeah, or I could organize mm -hmm. an for you. Please do. The cathedral was an organist in Bush as well. Mm. Yeah. So you guys know each other. I... I've, I've, I've gone to all generations. I've found, I think I've found all, I'll, almost all of them. The, the ones that are alive, I have ventured, I have sought out. Yeah. So listeners, just know if you want to be Kasmol's friend, if you don't play an instrument, as he keeps on saying, all his friends' his name dropped have <laughs> played an instrument. So just know. <laughs> Maria, it's just calling you friends. Yeah, who play instruments? Dropping, so for customers, friends who don't play instruments, drum continues. Dropping is, is me saying I was commissioned by the state, for the state, uh, for the garden party for Jamhuri Day last year. Uh, for I had to do symphonic arrangements. Those that's what you would say. But right now I'm just calling my friends. If that okay, yeah, fine. If who play instruments? <laughs> who play instruments? The ones who don't who play instruments. Been, who are great human beings who have play instruments. <laughs> so the ones who don't play instruments, you guys know your position in Casmo's <laughs> life. <laughs> There's a time, by the way, I said uh, qualifier for for a wife would be they needed to have uh, like a great SM certificate uh, or uh, and a gradate in an instrument so that my kids <laughs> the progeny would continue a dream that uh, the lord <laughs> is he lord seeing so, it through <laughs> uh i mean i am happy yeah. that's the most important thing it's that is what matters yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy with this girlfriend who who thinks that the most amazing thing i can play is baby shark after many years after about nine years of playing all she mm. wants me to, to hear me play is Baby Shark, and it's uh, play her jubilati. Take her by a storm. Nothing, play nothing I, I will play for her a difficult attitude. Like, ah, no, 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 no. When I play Baby Shark, she's happy. That's the thing that concerns me the most. She gets <laughs> very happy you for makes, you. It makes her day, and that's and that's also the thing. I was, I was like, anyone who loves me for my talent, um, we cannot pursue a thing romantically. Mm. This one told mm. me for my BS. The first words I told her and were when I remember I told her that I think in 2018 in a hospital I was going to donate blood and I saw her. I was like, ah, one. That's what she told mm -hmm. me. I told her first. And then I went to ignore her. I think that I told her that in 2017. And then I went on to ignore her for a year. Anyway. Lua man will develop your character. <laughs> That's why on the on Twitter they slander about you guys day in, day out. Now we see. Um, now we I see where it's from. Uh, they need to dear listener, Jaber, you need to baby girl, you need to experience love. <laughs> Don't introduce them on my podcast, not on my podcast. You <laughs> PG as, PG as we do. As we do, you need to be loved A girl. What's wrong? Man, just m a girl. Cold. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. The menace in this society. You guys are the real menace. <laughs> again, you've not addressed yes. the aspect of poverty because I think, again, I've talked about it in some episodes and how mm. it is for a young boy to have to deal with such pressures where, as you said, you think um, you're going to a school where there's perceived equality, but really there yes. isn't in any mm. front 
So even for getting the position, some of these positions, the ones who are well off would definitely get it easier because they'd know the ropes easier, they'd know the ropes quicker, they'd know the prefects faster because the prefects would gravitate to the ones who have money. Yeah. So for you, what would you tell little Casmo in Bush looking back in hindsight? Um, like I wouldn't advise him to do life uh, very differently, but I would tell him for sure, go for that uh, the poverty that you're born into is not your fault um and i was just like i would i would approach it from the i would have a, a tweet high school as a social experience and i think mm-hmm. i would do much better if i just knew that um you've come here to learn and learn wholesomely because i would have learned what if i would through the lens see the world through the lens of my rich friends without necessarily being jealous of them mm-hmm. so i would soak up i would soak in uh i would live a little bit more but uh there's a thing that i noticed and uh this is this could sound wrong but my kali friends who came from even humbler backgrounds had intense focus that i wish i would learn so i would i would say i would pay more time with my Kale friends, because you see, there's a lot of uh, guys associate Wakale's with Ushamba and all that. Mm-hmm. But the Kale's I saw in Bush, those guys were humble. They didn't give two hoots about whatever was happening. They didn't care who had money or who didn't. They lived in their own and world, they, right? They said, I'm going to be good in physics and you're never going to be as good. And they were mm-hmm. good in physics. A guy mm-hmm. like Ezra, I think you know Ezra Kipkirui. He's famous for leaving WhatsApp groups. You can't keep Ezra in a WhatsApp group. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this guy, when we were in Form 1, he, he figured a way of stealing frequency. So he had a station. So if you tuned your juke to like 107 point something, you just hear this Jama talking, saying some stupid things. And he'd do it in class, and that was super exciting. So, like, I would just... I would approach life a bit more wholesomely and, and know that this is just it's part of your human experience and I could just live through it because a lot I was as the poverty I think to was most um perceived because I had a very uh I was very wealthy socially could have people who could pull favors for me um so i was noticed even if i was even though i was poor i was noticed because i was a milk boy in form one i was uh like i was in these committees something i was like and i turn of the people who mattered so if i capitalized mm-hmm. and just knew that everything was gonna be okay and it was i would study and i would still turn out to be a great human being i would have but that said i I, I would, there's a lot of grace that that little, the younger version of myself deserves that he didn't know that I, I only figure out even by the day. And I'm just like, this needs to, I need to heal this. I need to um, let go of, of, of this. So if, if, if you ever get to listen to this podcast, I've in a phase where you feel like you're poor or, um, and, and the indignity that comes with poverty and, a, and an, if if you need, you would you, exactly what I'm talking about. 
it eventually is going to be okay. You need to expand yourself. You don't need to live a life that's not yours. Um, your coat according to your cloak. And those Kales we used to call Washamba had figured that out. And they did exactly that. And that's why I feel like they... T- mm-hmm. um, life is... is it's, it's, it's up and down. There's a time in 2016 to 2015. I was broke. Um, I lived on 50 shillings in a day. And I had to go places and I had to eat. Um, and I didn't have clothes. People think I only wear... Okay, nowadays I only wear suits for the past three the past four years i've only been wearing suits um but there's a time i couldn't afford a suit and i used to wear t-shirts and i didn't have clothes of my own and i couldn't make rent so um if i can do it even you can do it and i feel uh a lot of young people don't get to see uh to receive the financial literacy lessons early enough um we don't get to see um People don't talk to you about wealth because, of course, no one has had it around you, so no one can talk to you about it. But interact with the people you perceive you think are wealthy. Try and learn their ways of life. Um, take that experience without jealousy because uh, eventually everything works out in the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it always, mm-hmm. always works out in the end. Yeah, As cliche mm-hmm. as it, it might be, it 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 works out in the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good. again, um, in episode twenty five, I think uh, titled this one is for the boys. We talked a bit about sexual abuse mm. and violence in boys, and I we re- I realized that even from the feedback I got from the episode that a lot of boys have probably gone through this but can't speak out on it, especially be going mm. to high school and going to a boys' school. Some of them. Yeah. Uh, experience this for a second or third time because you realize sometimes some people see it as a pattern that happens to you again and again and you start feeling like you are the problem so for you yeah tell us about what would you tell a boy who's probably gone through that and is struggling with that because it's not something that we openly talk about it's not something that a boy would actually just talk about and so you'd realize you'd struggle mm. with it for a long time and think you are the problem when really you aren't so what would you tell someone well, first of all, I'm very sorry that uh, if that has happened to, um, and this is to the to the boys, to anyone who's listening, um, to the boys and girls also. But I'll focus on the on the boys. I'm very sorry if this uh, has happened to you, and um, and also I'm very sorry if it will. Um, it's a painful thing, and it's a confusing thing. And like I said earlier, children don't know what to do. So they don't confess it unless they absolutely have to. And so that's when the, it's irreparable. So they can't, they can like when it's there, they're going to come out with it. And of course, at that time, it's unbelievable. Um, so there's, there's two people I would want to address. The people who are being molested and they don't know why. Maybe they look um, effeminate or look some type of way and like something and they think is it because i'm too clean is it because i'm too organized is it because i have a high-pitched voice is it because i i look like i was born into a family of sisters so my 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 face is is you're not the problem so don't think it's something about you that would make um 
someone else want to abuse you first of all you do not deserve that but it's you're not the problem um you're you're the way you know best and there's so many people who are doing that and a lot of us are just winging it so if that's you please um as soon as you can try and help before it gets out of control um as because uh, there's a lot of of sexual confusion that happens in in high school and um uh, at, uh, maybe at like a more level or like later stage people would say experiment experimentation so well, if it makes you uncomfortable someone is is doing that to you please get uh as as much as you can as difficult as it is i i if guidance and counseling departments still function the way they used to, but a lot of children uh, were afraid of going there because it seemed like a place where teachers were going to fish for information about students and find new ways to frustrate you. So, mm. for, like, most importantly, I'm very sorry that I have to go through that experience and uh, rooting for you. I know, I, I understand how it is, but I'm rooting for you and there's so many people who are also wishing the very best for you. So, if in in your experience that's what you're going through, it, if it ever happens to you, very sorry. And uh, I I I could just I just wish a lot more young men were aware of of whatever happens. Uh, it's actually because people as a society we don't get to talk about sex in times um, um, at the level. On the flip side. Uh, People who went through it, pity uh, it as a kid, and they they've passed it on, um, and and sometimes be subconsciously because then you get think that this is how life is to be lived, and this is um, what sexual experiences should feel like. While there's a lot of liberty in the world, be whatever it is that you want, uh, it would be very unfair. Uh, for you to make that the core business um, when you're uh, uh, so there's people who might not enjoy people who might not be interested in it at all and um, as much as uh, these are maybe what a sex should be like as much as you think you have a lot of the people who are in high school are still questioning a lot of things and um, the sexual um, it's very 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 fragile their sexual identity and there's a good number of people whose um, focus is not there so um, let's cycle don't don't uh, carry um, as you can and also same same thing as I told suppose a victim of being harassed go and get if you can um, if 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 it's if it comes from the point of you're passing it on, it happened to you, and sometimes deliberately just get help um, before out of hand. And there's there's a whole community of people who are cheering you and are rooting for you, and um, it, it's just for school. Just make the main thing the main thing. Um, and mostly it's academics and having a great social experience. Um, yeah, I think with these discussions, 
with us people having these discussions we get to um even in school to make the young younger generation aware of whatever it is that they're going through and to show them that it's it's not a new experience because sometimes uh, we think that youth is all about novelty people gone before us and it would be very nice if they talked to us about it and uh if they didn't it's 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 our turn to ensure that we talk to the younger generation that's coming after us to ensure that they live the best possible lives Mm-hmm. So I won't even add anything yeah. to that. I'll just say that I will link our socials in the bio so that guys, anyone who wants to reach out can reach out to if they need big brothers to talk to them. We are here for them. And now I don't think we'll do this podcast justice if we just don't touch a bit on now the music aspect of your life since that's the one aspect that <laughs> a lot of people know you for and we haven't talked about it. Yeah. So tell us yeah. about that. Music, it's it's a thing and I feel like I my purpose and my calling and now for me it's um it's in uh, the advancement of the african sound the uh, it's the preserving of our heritage to ensure that we to the uh, to the point that our children are gonna know this was the the time this was a zeitgeist yes um this was the music that listened to this is what they they sang when so that and um, the composition uh, and its performance, I, I have a, a big band. A big band is basically one of those jazz things you used to see that, that used to exist in the 40s. So it's it's a big group. It's It has uh, five, saxophone, five saxophonists, four trombonists, five trumpet players, um, guitarist, a bass guitar, drummer, and, and a pianist. And it's a fun in, in, in the side of Africa. Mm-hmm. We are hoping to to see that. Uh, um, I found it with a good friend of mine called called Steve, uh, with whom we did a lot of projects during the just to spread hope and good cheer. And uh, yeah, I also have a, a hymns orchestra. Uh, but my my main calling, I feel, when when I said I figured out what my purpose was, it's it's to minister music to 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 give people hope, um, and 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 to let everyone know that, that their story and everyone has a has a chance um and if i can do that through music and if i can i can empathize with human beings i can if i can touch a life then uh, i will be a joyful man yeah i don't think i can even add anything to what you've said because that's very deep stuff i think even for me with the podcast same mission same vision that yeah. to touch people's lives i think in a world where a lot of us are very self-absorbed in social media and whatnot, mm. it's nice that it's good to see that people still care about other people and especially that you care about children. I think that's where it all starts, that if you start at the root level, when they grow up, they'll be more caring citizens, more responsible citizens. Yes. And I think the listeners should tweet at us at the Bushiran pod and at the good, the bad, the Bushiran on Instagram and tell us what are their thoughts on all the things we've talked about in this episode. And yeah. also follow our socials and reach out to us if you need clarification on anything. Have a lovely week ahead, folks, and cheers. Cheers.